Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 117. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Steve Jobs. Steve, I mean, Chris Biting. My new co-host there. <laughs> yeah, I figured out. I was answering all them emails. I might as well join a podcast. So every answer is going to be, yep. 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 Hey, everybody, we are here each and every week to help you make the transition over to the world of Apple. We're going to talk about Macs, PCs. Uh, oh, wait, wait. No, we're not going to talk about <laughs> Windows well, I, 7, yeah. uh, Palm. No, we're going to talk about lots of fun stuff in the world of Apple today. And uh, Chris, I, th- I think, um, you know, one of the things I want to do first and foremost, before I forget, because this has been on my mind to ask you this forever. Okay. Okay. So I forever? have... For, well, okay. For a long, long time. For a week. Yeah. For Well, no, it's been several weeks. But anyway... Oh. Here's the situation. I asked you this question probably about two years ago. Okay. And I've forgotten your answer since then. Because back when I asked you this question the first time, the Mac really wasn't my primary computer. I had the MacBook, but I hardly ever really, you know, stayed on top of things with, you know, with using Mac full time. And, and uh, but however, I am now using my, you know, 27 inch iMac as my primary computer using it all day, every day. And I am recording content, putting uh, either using a USB cable to hook up my Edderall recorder, or I love the fact that it has an SD card reader. Uh, And and so I'm plugging this thing in and pulling it out, plugging it in, pulling it out, plugging it in, pulling it out. And all so these these little SD drives. My question is, if I accidentally forget to eject the drive, I get that annoying error that says, you didn't do this. (laughs) Yeah. Have am I destroying my computer? What's going on here? What's the deal with the eject button and these little SD drives? Sure, uh, it's the way Unix really mounts drives. Um, it's got to specifically mount a drive to your desktop or anything like that. And since OS X is um, is Unix or you know Unix Linux based, it's got to mount drives and does that for your you know your CD-ROM drive, uh, your hard drive, any any drives you plug in, whether that be. SD cards because it sees an SD card as a drive. Right. Um, it really won't hurt it. Uh, the only thing it could do, and this has happened to me with iPods because an iPod is the same way. It's got to mount up and sync, and then it, you know, and then it ejects. Um, the only thing that's ever happened to me is I've unplugged something, and when it's given me that error, and I went to look at the contents of the drive, and it was gone. Hmm. So it, it could erase uh, what's on there if it's pulled out improperly. It'll kind of. Since it's mounted, it kind of leaves it in this bizarre state. Wow. But nine times out of ten, it's okay. Or one time out of a hundred, it, it may mess up. But I, it's only happened to me once ever since since having a Mac for ten years now. Um, right. And it was an iPod. So it, it may not, you know, it probably won't do anything. And that, I, that could have been a little bit more of a glitch versus that. Uh, right. Of course, you know, and, and Vicky's in our chat room and she says, you know, just be careful, you know, while it's writing or reading. And and of course, yeah. that 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 just goes stands to reason. I mean, it, obviously, you pull out a card while it's, you know, copying a file over to or from it. 
um, it, it it would make sense that something's going to get screwed up there in that process if you you know pull it out while it's doing that. It's like when you were you were a kid and you had those big five and a quarter inch floppies. I know we did for the Apple too, and it's like don't remove it when the red light's on. Yeah, you know, same yeah. kind of thing. But 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 the thing is, is you know, I I've accidentally forgotten to eject this thing on multiple occasions. I mean, I I I, I do my you know I do my best to to go in and open up the drive and then click to eject it. It's just a pain in the butt. I mean, this is, and by the way, this is, you know, still, you know, loving the Mac as much as I do. It is still (laughs) one of the frustrations of actually owning a Mac and and, and using it on a daily basis is something as simple as this. Yeah, I I could see them changing it, but yeah, I think it's more of a, a, a Unix behavior than an Apple behavior. But so my question is, you know, obviously it's your feeling. You're of the opinion that I should not. I mean, knowing for a fact that I'm done transferring data back and forth. And in fact, what I do is I record one show at a time onto the Adderall recorder, plug in the USB drive. I drag the file to my desktop. Once it's on my desktop, I immediately delete it off the SD card. And my desire is just to unplug the cable out of the bottom of it. Mm hmm. And my desire is to find somewhat. And if that's not going to quote unquote harm anything, my desire then would be to figure out how do I go in and tell it not to give me that, that message anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just what, what I normally do. I just drag it to the trash. Just drag it to the trash. Yeah. Like, you know, how you see that mounted yeah. fi- file yeah. folder. Or when I'm done, it, you know, there's a little there's a little eject icon next to the the, the drive and finder. To me, that's not a, a big deal. Now, if it's one of those things where I'm moving something and I walk away, uh-huh. you know, I, but, I'll forget and it'll bark at me. But it's it's one of those things that's yeah, it's annoying, but I don't think it's gonna break anything. No, okay, well, it's it, it's not necessarily that it's gonna break anything. I I mean, of course, that's that, that's one of the things I want to know. But as far as annoying, when you're doing it 15 times a day. Yeah, that would be annoying. It's annoying. I mean, because it's like, okay, you know, I basically what happens is, is I'll drag the, you know, I'll drag the file over and then all of a sudden I'm working on, on, on responding to an email. And then what I have to do is I have to go back over and then click on it, open it up in finders, click the eject button. But, you, I mean, but even still having to click on it and then dragging it down to the track. I mean, 15 times a day is a little much. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of is it's a Unix thing. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, it sounds it sounds to me like I'm going to continue to do the eject button unless somebody else out there who's listening, if anybody has any, you know, further advice for me. I mean, knowing that, again, this is an SD card. This is not a drive with movable parts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm obviously I, I am advanced enough to know when I'm writing, writing or not writing to the uh, reading or not and writing to the drive. So I know that I'm not doing either of those. And I just want to be able to do what I've always done on a PC for years, ever since USB has come out. And is I just want to be able to just pull the thing out. So anyway, if anybody if anybody knows that it's okay to do that for certain, and if it's possible to turn off the little error that pops up, then uh, give us a call eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Yes, yes. All right, Adobe Captivate. What on earth is this? <laughs> yeah, now I use something, uh, as we all know, Cliff and I have professed our love more than once for uh, ScreenFlow. And what Captivate is, is kind of like ScreenFlow times 10. 
And it's been a Windows only product. You can do basically what you can do is you can do screencast, but then you can kind of have like a user go through the screencast and click themselves like on like on a you know like a mocked up um, application. And then there's like testing and they're, they're, it's it's an e learning tool. Um, so it's kind of like take uh, take ScreenFlow, yeah, and then dump all this kind of e learning stuff into it. And uh, it's been on Windows forever. And finally, uh, app, uh, Adobe, which is kind of shocking considering the uh, Apple-Adobe feud going on right now, uh, is releasing Captivate 5 uh, for the Mac. And it's going to be part of a new e-learning suite bundle. It's going to come with uh, Flash, Dreamweaver, Photoshop Extended, uh, Soundbooth, and Acrobat. And uh, new licenses for the suite start at $1,800 with upgrades uh, starting at $599. Captivate alone is going to sell for $800 and can be upgraded starting at $299. And you're like, upgraded? You know, I've got the Windows version. Cross grades from the PC version to the Mac will be allowed. And uh, pre-orders are active now. And it's supposed to ship in mid-June. I just thought it was kind of cool because we do have people who probably have used this software on PCs. And maybe that's one of the tools that they're, you know, that's keeping them held back from using a, a Mac. And now this is yet another, another thing to, to let them kind of abandon windows altogether. Now all we need is for Adobe to put audition uh, on the Mac natively and cliff will, the transformation will be complete. Yes. If they, if they bring Adobe audition over to the Mac, I will tell you right now, my parallels, I will finally, I will finally shut it down. <laughs> it will, it will be no more. Yes. Anyway, that that's no, that's pretty exciting. Uh, not it's not exciting for me for Captivate. I have, I mean, really, ScreenFlow is amazing. Does all the things I needed to do and and stuff like that for what ninety nine bucks instead of uh seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, a little difference in price there. But for somebody who does, you know, who who that's their primary bread and butter, I can see, you know, certainly using that product. But it, but what's exciting to me is the fact that Adobe is still porting stuff over to the Mac. Yep. Which, I mean, it makes sense for them to do because, you know, the the Mac is gaining market share more and more and more. And I will tell you what, I think I, I see a continuing trend. I, I matter of fact, I know there are businesses out there, companies that are starting to give employees the ability to go out and buy their own PCs and Apple's are now, be, you know, Macs are now being supported by some of these companies. Yeah. And I read that in a story somewhere and I should have a link to it, but that was, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And unfortunately I don't know where that story went to, but anyway, Oh, well I know, but uh, I'll tell you what though. I do have some other stories here. Uh, did you hear that they've been looking and HD video might be a part of the next iPhone? I did. I read that this morning and that would be money. Yeah. So they're talking about the fact that in the uh, iPhone SDK for the 4.0 software, that they found stuff in there that allows uh, for two different things. One uh, would be, what was it, 800 by 600 video, mm-hmm. and the other one would be uh, 720p video. That would be pretty sweet, man, because you know, I look at those flip cameras that do HD, and they're really tiny, and yeah, that would be, uh, be yet another reason why I would be very, very happy to get a new iPhone. Right. And I'm ready, man. This month is my last month on con not not on contract, but like eligible before I become eligible. Right. So let's do it, man. WWDC, Steve. Come on. All right. Hey, the next thing that I heard a lot about uh in the RSS feeds that I've been reading is something to do with Ellen. Uh she had she got oh, yeah. a little she got into a little trouble with Apple. Did you hear about this? She did, yeah. Uh she created a parody commercial and uh 
really your best bet is to go to Mashable or just do a search for the Ellen iPhone parody because the audio doesn't kind of really do it justice. It's funny. I watched it. It's it's hilarious. And uh, she did she did this commercial, and Apple, I guess, contacted her and, and read her the right act. And from what I've heard, this is not uh, uncommon. Um, I was listening to CNET, and they said that uh, back when they would review Apple products, if they didn't give it an eight out of ten or better, they would get the riot act from Apple saying we're gonna you know we're gonna pull we're gonna pull support. We're not gonna give you any more products to review. This that other. I'm not really a big fan of of this uh, Apple you know not taking a joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna play. It's kind of unfortunate. So, so you say the audio is not that great. It is, but uh, let me, the let me visuals just, are so are so strong. Let me click. Let me click here and see what they say. So uh, okay. good at all. I got in trouble. Uh, Oh. recently uh, because of a well today I got in trouble I did a fake commercial for uh, the iPhone and um, I showed it yesterday but uh, this is this is what I did with the iPhone I can do all kinds of things I can text wait hold on she hits the map button no, yeah no wait hold on that's not you can do so much with this stuff though so good there okay here we go. B. Is that a V? And she's trying to type I and she have my can't. my glasses on. Okay, wait. <laughs> oh, my fingers are so much thicker than I remembered. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to send that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I've done that That's one. That's not what I wanted to send. Now yeah, I have to say, I didn't mean to send that. Hold on. Just a minute. Uh, oh, no. She, oh, and she gets good. a she gets a message back and she's I like, "What? I, can you help me with this?" That is really good. Okay, now listen to what she says. So it's funny, right? Yeah. I thought it was funny. A bunch of people thought it was funny. You know who didn't think it was funny? Yeah, the people. Apple didn't think it was so funny. I apologize about the uh, the uh, audio is cutting they out. They thought but that I, I made it look like it's hard to use, and uh, I just want to say that I am sorry if I made it look like the iPhone is hard to use. It's not hard to use. I have an iPhone. Porsche has an iPhone. Um, I just learned how to text on an iPhone. It's it's the only phone that I can text on, uh, and I, I love it. I love my iPad. I love my iPod. Uh, I love IHOP, if you have anything to do. <laughs> so uh, everybody at Apple, Steve Jobs, uh, Mr. McIntosh, uh, uh, I apologize. I'm sorry. I love this stuff. That's horrible. I'm, t- I'm telling you. You know, Apple, you know what? You can cut back my product reviews because you suck for that. Yeah, I agree. Apple, you suck for that. I, I love your products, but yeah, that's that's yeah. a that's a d bag move, man. Yeah, that that you know that that is that is I suck. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm a big fan of Ellen. I hate I hate to admit it. I, I think she's hilarious. Oh, I I, I like Ellen, I like Ellen a lot too. I think she's hilarious. She she's funny and and I thought the com- the the parody was funny. And uh, you know what? It, you know. Sh- t- here, here's the deal. Okay, the, here's the question: Does Ellen carry influence with the potential purchasers of Apple products and iPhones and iPads and all this other stuff? Maybe the casual user. Ah, uh, I you know, would like, no. I would say even more than that. Like my mom would be like, 
you know, telling me Ellen said that iPod, that iPhone's hard to use. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's more like, of a perception thing. Well, here's here's the deal. It's like, you know, okay, so I'll give you a perfect example, okay? So, so my mom comes to me a while back and she says, you know, hey, I'm going to go out and buy a new I uh, uh, I'm going to buy a new phone. I said, "Listen, do me a favor, don't buy a phone unless you buy an iPhone." And she go and so what does she do? She goes out to the store and she buys some other phone. I don't even remember what it was, but it wasn't an iPhone. And she goes, can you help me figure out how to add your phone, your picture in here? Because my new phone's got cameras and it's got everything else and it's got all this other great things. And, uh, you know, and I just want to figure out how to. And I'm sitting there fumbling around with her. Friend. I said, Mom, I can't do this. I, I, I said, I'm sure that I could, but I have no desire to. Can you take this back and get an iPhone like I told you to? She goes, well, I guess. All right. And so I, I said, mom, I will not support this phone. <laughs> Cliff only supports apples now. I, you, you, you heard it here. Uh, I, I, and same thing with the office. She's thinking about getting new, uh, new computer uh, desktops for the office. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm only supporting you if you have Macs. <laughs> that, I, I told her that. I said, I, I cannot support Windows-based computers anymore. I don't have enough time. That's so funny. So so you know what she did? She went back to the store and she demanded that they exchange her phone for an iPhone and she got an iPhone and and I tell you what, she loves it. She is on the iPhone all the time. She's playing around with the Facebook app and everything like that. She absolutely loves her iPhone. She's sending me MMS messages, pictures and everything. I mean, she just loves it. And so, you know, the thing is though, my mom was hesitant to buy an iPhone because she thought, you know, well, this is like a mini computer. That's going to be too complicated. And so many people, I don't think my mom watches Ellen, but uh, so many people watch Ellen and they do decide to make decisions based upon that. I, you know, Ellen and Oprah are probably two of the most influential people in, in, in uh, you know, these talk show television things. And people will make decisions based upon that. So I do understand it. But dude, to, to go and, and, and get your legal department out and to force somebody to make a public <laughs> yeah. apology is it just and I apologize. I'm going to use the word one more time. It just sucks. You I know, agree. It was a, it was a I mean, it was an obvious joke. It, it was a parody. Get over yourself, Apple. All right. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. I, it, obviously, I'm not going to get my pre-released iPhone 4 <laughs> HD, you know, but anyway, I just wanted to say I, I just thought it was horrible. Yeah. Anyway, not that you didn't know that already. I <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> so here's here's the deal. Uh, iPad uh, gets a custom install. Did you see this uh, little bit? Uh, in the yeah. kitchen? Yes, I did. Actually, yes, it was awesome. So, so folks, there's this uh, thing. I think it was on Mashable as well. Uh, it basically, iPad gets custom install in the kitchen, and there's of course video of this. And if you just do um, go to YouTube and you just do a search for my kitchen iPad, and it'll pull right up for you. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about this? Uh, I think it's not practical. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. I don't want to mount my iPad in the kitchen and just leave it there. Oh, okay. Well, for, well, two things. Number one. Well, actually, no, you would leave it there. Uh, here, here. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. But what if you had more than one iPad? 
I guess. I don't know. I just, uh, I can see it mounted in the car, but not in the kitchen. Why, why in the car, but not the kitchen? I don't know. I don't do anything like that in the kitchen. Well, I see, don't use stuff uh, like that in the kitchen. There you go. But okay. So here's the deal. What if, what if you spent hours of your day in the kitchen? So, you, you know, there are a lot of families who, who kind of, you know, congregate around the kitchen that, you know, they sit down and drink their morning tea in the kitchen, you know, Yeah, see my cabinets are, maybe it's because of my kitchen design, but my cabinets aren't in like an area where I'd like, I don't have an Island. Yeah. So like the cabinets wouldn't be like the prime spot. Right. See, I, I can imagine. I mean, it's like because one of the things that I would like to do, I mean, I would probably volunteer to do the dishes more if I had an <laughs> iPad in the cabinet because I could sit there and have, you know, the, you know, the ABC player running and be watching the latest episode of V or something like that mm-hmm. in full screen glory. And and obviously it sounds to me like this person has this hooked up to, you know, a, a, you know, some extra speakers and stuff like that. I, I just think it looks really cool. And And to be honest with you. Um, if you go to the stores out there, uh, I, I know that I spent $149 for, um, what do they call that? The under the cabinet mounted, uh, CD slash oh, yeah, 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 yeah. radio player. Mm-hmm. So that's $149 I spent for one of those under the cabinet jobs. Right. And, and all it is, is an AM FM radio and CD player. And there are a lot of people out there who buy these under the, you know, under the cabinet you know, uh, similar de- deals where this they have a LCD screen that kind of uh, will will come down and and tilt back and forth. The only th- that's the only thing that I see wrong with this device is the the inability to kind of tilt back and forth and stuff like that. But uh, I, I I think there I think there's a market for this because obviously these under the counter jobs have been selling so well and. Um, I, I can see I can see its usefulness. I would much rather I'd much rather spend rather than spending two hundred and forty nine dollars on an under the counter TV that's got really horrible quality. I'd much ha- rather have a full featured iPad, you know, under my cabinet. You know, I, I basically here's what I suggest, and I okay. think I think there's a market for this, a huge market for this, an under the count mount, an, an under the cabinet mount for the iPad. Now, and here's the deal. One that would, you know, kind of uh go back up and snap into position so it's kind of like it doesn't look ugly when yeah, it, like when it's there. It. But you can pull it down and swivel it, you know, tilt it up and down, left and right, and it's something you can slide your iPad into. Mm-hmm. Dude, I bet you that would that alone would sell for 100 bucks. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, I, I, matter of fact, I should design that and make it. Anybody want to go in with me? We'll make lots of money. <laughs> All right. No, no takers. All right. So move, <laughs> moving along, I, I just thought it was a cool video. And I do, I, I think that I think the iPad is a perfect kitchen media consumption device. I like it a whole lot better than, than having one of these devices in your, in your refrigerator. And we certainly have seen a lot of those, uh, concepts out there. Yeah, definitely. So, Anyway, hey, did you hear the story about the Apple uh, company selling more than one million iPads? One million. Yeah, I did. Uh, they've sold more uh, iPads than they sold first-gen phones uh, in this time. It's like uh, within a month, one million, like 1.3 million. Right. 
It's pretty I, awesome, dude. And that's not even Europe. That's just uh, in the United States. That's just in the U.S. Yes. That that is that is awesome. And 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 you know the thing is is I'm 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 still what I'm more than a month into this thing, right? And mm-hmm. I still love this thing as much. Actually, I love it more today than I, when when I first got it. it it's you want to marry it. There, well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but here's the situation. Usually I get a new toy, you know, I, and I'll call it a toy, but I, I get a new electronic gadget. And of course, I, I love it for two weeks. Yeah, but then exactly. it's kind of like the honeymoon's over and it's like, eh, you know, it's, it's good. It does some stuff. It's useful. But no, this thing is still something that still goes with me everywhere I mm-hmm. go. I mean, there there are occasions where I leave the house without the iPad. Uh, but if I, if, if I'm going somewhere and I know I'm going to have any free time or any downtime whatsoever, by golly, I throw it into my, you know, my case and I'm out the door. Yeah. Now I'm kind of at at the point where like I'm looking at cases. Well, I can tell you right now, uh, Steven basically in our, in our chat room says, uh, do not the, the, he says the iPhone case is a total fail. He said, yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people say they love it and other people say it's awful. Well, here's the deal is if you use it a lot, yes. uh, what the problem is, is the uh, the the binding becomes, you know, kind of worn. And mm. so so it doesn't actually do the whole holding up as well. It kind of uh, it, it doesn't hold up after a while. It it, it it loses. Is it its rigidity? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It loses its rigidity. And so it doesn't, it, it, it becomes unuseful as a quote unquote built in stand. But I has w- got some new cases that are really nice too. Vaja. 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 How do you spell Vaja? V-A-J-A. Vaja. Maybe. I don't know. V-A-G-A-A. I call it Vaja. V-A-J-A. V-A-J-A cases.com. Oh, okay. Vaja. Yeah. So it's probably Vaja. Cause it's yeah, like whatever. Baja. I like Vaja iPad cases. I'm, I'm doing a search for it right now. iPad cases. Aha. Here we go. Vaja teases first iPad cases. And Oh, I like that sleeve. That sleeve's looking pretty nice. I want the orange one. Do you see the orange one? Uh, no, I don't see it. The other one. website. It's right on their, their thing. Oh, let me go to their thing. <laughs> VajaCases.com and I'm waiting for it to pull up. Oh, the orange one's nice. But those are is that a case or is that just a slip cover? I mean, well, obviously it, it's a case, but it's I'm not sl- sure. It's cool looking though. I want I want something that looks like it's like an Italian racing outfit or something, you know. You know what it does it actually does look like it's a case. It looks like it's got a it flips down. Yeah. It looks like it flips down. I, yeah, that does look pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't appear just by looking at it from here that it can be used as a stand. It's $150. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> well, it's leather though. Hey, it is leather. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not pleather. I mean, it's, it's, it's real stuff. Yeah. Anyway, well, I, I'll tell you what, I'm, I still really like my in case convertible book cover. It is just as sturdy and works just as great as the day I bought it. Uh, yeah. And it's a lot like the mole skin. Yes, whatever it is. Yeah, it it is just like a moleskin. And and here's the deal: is is for me, I what I love about the in case is the way that it actually goes in. And Leo Laporte was talking on uh, Twit the other day. Um, he he talked about how he doesn't like how it, you just slide it in on the side, mm-hmm. and, and then of course when you close it, that's what keeps it from coming out. 
and he complains that if you you do the one landscape that it kind of falls out a little bit i have not really had that problem uh and here's the other thing is is i can't imagine one of the ones where every time i want to pull it out i have to go in and pull like this sleeve out and everything it, yeah because i will tell you the only time this thing goes on the case is when i walk out the door and and i love how easy it is to put in the case and pull out of the case marware's got some some new ones too it's it's uh yeah i mean i'm, I'm excited that you know i'm getting to the point that i can look for cases now yeah the, the, the only problem i have with cases is is really cases are things that i think you really want to try in person Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. It, it, a case is something that's very difficult for me to just buy online. And, and, and that's why I'm so thankful that when I went to the Apple store that they had, you know, these different things. And, and, and like I said before, I literally went in and opened the packaging on like five or six different cases. Yeah. And, uh, you know, nobody at Apple gave me a problem. I, of course I put it all back and made it look just as good as it was originally. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it, it it anyway. But yeah, I I'd have a hard time buying a case online, not knowing you know how the snap works and and all that stuff. Yeah, I see. I'm gonna have to see um, which because uh, I'm not sure where I'm gonna get my my iPad yet. I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it at Apple or at Best Buy. Because if I get it at Best Buy, I can get like same as cash. Because you know why not? Yeah, uh, it all depends on what kind of cases they have. I may. If, I, if they don't have a case that I like, I may have to go somewhere else and get one. Yeah. But I definitely want to get one. I mean, I'm going to drop 500 bones on this. I might as well spend 50 bucks on a case and protect it. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of that, I understand that you only have 11 more pounds to go to your <laughs> iPad. I do. I'm 251 right now. 251. That's awesome, dude. I know, man. I'm, then I'm excited. Very cool. Hey, I've got one last story here. California hospital plans to utilize 100 Apple iPads. Have you heard about this story? Uh, no, fill me in. All right. It says here, a California hospital plans to distribute more than 100 Apple iPads among its healthcare workers to allow them to look at x-ray images, EKG results, and more on the portable touchscreen device, according to a new report. And this is from Apple Insider. That's cool, man. That is very cool. So I could definitely see this as like a medical tablet, you know. Well, here's the deal. I mean, the the display on this thing is really great, and it, I mean, all of these X-ray images and stuff like that—they're all digital these days. Mm-hmm. And instead of actually printing out an X-ray image and then sticking it in front of a white light, why not just pull it up on this very nice display? Which, oh, by the way, you could zoom in on. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, when I broke my finger, they gave me the the digital files for the X-ray. Yeah, and uh, I downloaded a, a program called Isosceles or something like that for the Mac, and I was able to zoom in and look at my finger and all the little screws and pins and stuff that are in it. So, yeah, it's uh, it, the technology's there; they can do it. It's just you know someone's got to write it. Yeah. Hey, I have one phone call here. I want to play from John, and he's given us an update. Remember, he was wondering whether or not he should get an iPhone or a different mm-hmm. type of uh, smartphone. Here's what he decided. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Chris. This is John from Houston calling for the Help I Got a Mac podcast. Hey, guys, just wanted to update you. This summer, I called in on one of the episodes of Help I Got a Mac, and it was asking you, should I go with an iPhone 3G or should I go with a Palm Pre? My wife and I are both um, about to be off our where we're about to be off our contract in November, and we're kind of deciding which which way we wanted to go with phones. Uh, we had a 
uh, Sprint Palm Centro, and it just it was it was terrible, absolutely terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, want to update you, let you know that we both decided to go with iPhone 3GSs. Um, nice. I we took it for two reasons. One, we both kind of were liking the apps. Uh, me specifically, I had an iPod Touch, oh, sorry. and so I liked um, <laughs> the apps I already had. Were easy to switch them over. Plus, um, my wife was starting to enjoy some of the main apps, like the Facebook app. The um, you know just different ones like that were starting to, to appeal to her, and um, she she looked at. I actually like the fact that the uh, the Apple market. There's so many different apps, but they're also kind of reining in, and they kind of have this control on it. You don't understand the control, but they do have a control on it. Um, the second reason we, we in, um, got the iPhones over having the Palm is just the fact that the iPhone is just, it's, it's proven. The Palm Pre is not taken off, is not, um, it, it hasn't gotten too many rave reviews. And, and the iPhone 3G, or the iPhone 3GS that we have, has, has definitely standed, uh, withstood the test of time. Anyway, guys, if you keep a record at home, that is uh, Chris who um, recommended we get an iPhone and Cliff you recommended we get a Palm Pre so that's one point for Chris anyway guys thanks uh, for the show don't miss an episode and enjoy it alright talk to you later bye <laughs> alright there we go I- so my, my my brother bought a phone last night him yeah. and his wife and they got droids really I'm not I'm not upset about it no 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 they they, they use Verizon I guess they, they wanted to use Verizon and they didn't get the incredible because it's not out yet and it's $200, but I guess they had like some kind of buy one, get one deal. So they, yeah, they both have droids now, which, you know, if, you, if you're not going to get an iPhone, the droid's the next best thing. The droid is the next best thing, huh? 50,000 apps, man. Why, why not the Nexus One? Because it's $500. Oh, is that why? Just saying <laughs> an Android phone is the next best thing. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah. So so seriously, I, I recommended that they get Palm Prees. You probably did because you were not drunk on the Apple deliciousness yet. Well, no, I, the, it must have been when I was just having, you know, major, <laughs> major issues with them dropping my calls like five times a day. Probably. I mean, because there was there was a point in time when it's just like, you know, I this pe- thing's a piece of trash and it's worthless to me as a phone because I can't keep a phone call. But yeah. man, wow. Yeah, things are much better now. <laughs> I can't believe that. I need to go in and bleep that thing out. Back in <laughs> what episode was that? No, seriously. Uh, but anyway, hey, we want to say thank you to everybody out there for subscribing to the Help I Got a Mac podcast. Of course, you can call in your questions at 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number is 859-795-4067. Chris, is there anything else you wanted to plug or say anything this week? A friend of ours, who shall rename, may remain nameless, <clears throat> has jailbroken their iPhone once again with with the new Spirit jailbreak, uh, so they can use my Y when he gets his iPad. Really? Just saying. Is this somebody? You say it's somebody that you and I both know, huh? Someone who is losing weight to get their iPad right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, you know the the my Y app. I understand from a good authority, somebody I trust impeccably. Uh, somebody that uh, I, I happen to know really well says the my why is definitely worth the 10 bucks and it works awesomely <laughs> it's awesome loving it anyway god bless you all we'll talk to you next week until then join the community <laughs> <laughs>